live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on May 31st to hit the internets on June 1st. How's everyone doing? Did you think I was gone? I missed a week. I Cal Ripken has nothing to worry about. I missed a week. I am not an Iron Man. Been going strong at least once a week since December. Last week, it just happened that I missed one. I missed one, and there's things just that the stars aligned. I was too busy to do a podcast, damn it. And I hope you accept my apology. I'm sorry. There's the apology. But I'm obviously not gone. I'm here. I'll always be here. Just like Stephen Drew in a lineup. For whatever reason, I'm still here. Actually, Joe Girardi came to a census that he was not in the lineup. How's everyone doing? Huh? I missed a week. I'm sweating my ass off. I had to close the windows to... I had to close the windows because it is raining outside. And you may not know this, but I do not own a professional studio. I do this out of my home. And you don't want to hear raindrops. But you may hear an occasional thunderburst. Thunderburst from thunder. Don't want to get too meteorological. That was didn't even pronounce that correctly. But just keep in mind that is not a scorching hot take from the heavens above. It would only be thunder that you and I have become accustomed to throughout our entire life. So just keep that in mind if you do hear that. Enough of weather talk. Jesus. Let's get to what's going on. The NBA Finals, they're not actually going on. We're in a deep abyss of solitude. There's nothing going on right now. But we do know who is in the NBA Finals, that being the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not the sexiest cities in the world, but it's the matchup we all wanted to see. It's the greatest player on the earth, which is LeBron James, with the emerging superstar, Stephen Curry. Uh, we'll also talk about, let me do a little recap of those series. I know they're long gone, but I just got a few little comments I got to make about them. We will discuss the firing of Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau of the Chicago Bulls, fair or unfair? I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. We'll also go over a little bit NFL news and notes. Nothing huge. They do have to stay in the news at all times. Somehow, some way, they're always there. You go to ESPN.com's page. I went there today. You got the NBA Finals, the NHL Finals. You got you're, you're sort of about a quarter, or a third away into baseball. And what is the first tab on the where it says home? Click on ESPN. The first thing, NFL. NFL is still the top. They own the world. And we will also, of course, but of course, we have to uh, speak about the possible end of an era, possibly, of Mike Francesa. I'll tell you what I think. And a caller called him to just find out the lay of the land, find out exactly what's going on. That caller made a lot of great points. I got to give him credit. He's good. Brian from New Haven. Great guy. Don't know him. Great guy. But... We begin with the NBA Finals, and we'll do a quick recap, like I said here, of Golden State versus Houston. It's a five-game series. Houston was never really in it. Uh, Even after the game, though, Dwight Howard, after Game 5, Dwight Howard still thought that he played well and he achieved a status that, you know, people are, uh, you know, aspiring to reach as a champion. You know, no matter how the season ends, you know, I'm still a champion. And... I'll tell you, watching Dwight Howard, imagine if that guy practiced. Imagine if he practiced. He's, he's a physical specimen. A guy who's not worked on his low post move since he got into the league, totally relying on God-given ability. Imagine if that guy practiced. He'd be unstoppable. It's amazing. I, I still look at him doing you know, little jump hooks, banging off the backboard. Imagine if a little hard work, how good that guy could be. He could be dominant. He just doesn't care. 
but he's a champion. So if he thinks he's a champion on what he does, then he has no faith. He ha- excuse me, he has no hope. He has no hope of being that great star that I said he could be. Uh, James Harden, a guy who throughout the series, or is this not throughout the playoffs? I think this is throughout the playoffs. 27.2 points per game, 7.5 assists. Great numbers. But talk about a guy just, you know, shutting down and going into the fetal position when it matters. This is game five with your life on the line. Not your life on the line. Let's take it in perspective at sports with your series, your team, your season on the line. 14 points, six rebounds, five assists, two for 11 shooting, and 12 turnovers. Now, it was 13 turnovers watching the game, but now looking at the stats doing prep for the show, it says 12, so they must have taken one away. I don't know what to get more uh, upset about. What is more concerning? The 12 turnovers or the fact that an MVP candidate in an elimination game shot the ball only 11 times. 11 times. Listen, 2 for 11. I, I, it's, it's quite apparent that you're not having a good night when you're missing 9 of the shots that you take. But you only attempted 11. With your, with your season on the line, I, I'll give you credit if you keep shooting. You're a shooter. You're a scorer. That's what you do. He was outscored by Trevor Ariza. Jason Terry, Corey Brewer, those three guys scored more points than James Harden in Game 5. Think about that for a second. James Harden, 14 points. Jason Terry, 16. Jason Terry's like 40 years old. He's like 39. Corey Brewer and Trevor Reese are role players. Oh, boy. The Warriors, I mean, what, what can you say about them? They, I think they'll win the NBA Finals. I'm not going to make an all-out prediction. Well, it sounds like you just did, Brian. But is Stephen Curry throughout that series, or is it throughout the playoffs? I should really mark that next time. But 31.2 points per game, 5.6 points per game. He, I never really bought into, and I said this a few podcasts ago, I never really bought into the Stephen Curry hype. I knew he was good. He was very good. But I am... Uh, I have to give him a whole new level of respect for him doing this in the playoffs. Somewhere that he's never really excelled before. The team is still so young. So they've hit they've hit roadblocks in the Spurs and teams like that in the playoffs before. But he's continuing to do what he did in the regular season that gave the Warriors 67 wins. Which I didn't know until today. I don't know where I was with it. They're only four away from Jordan's, was that the 96, 97 Bulls? I didn't know that. I don't know, why, why weren't we talking about that as much? I... Anyways, but he is he's making the game look easy. He's having a lot of fun out there. It's its good to be, I wouldn't know, but it's good to be as good at something as he is right now because it just looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun to screw with people, to flick it off the wrist like it's nothing, to make that extra pass look a little fancy. I've criticized them before and say, you know what? They celebrate. They're a little too fancy. You know what? They're doing it in the playoffs now. I almost have to look past that. When you're doing it in the playoffs and you're dominating teams, you're in the NBA Finals now. You got The leash is a little longer. You want to do it? Do it. No, I've criticized the Heat in the past. I just dislike them. So, Oh, so it's one way. You got one way and not the other way. That's that's right. I got Mar- Marlo Stanfield right at me. I got you. But again, I hate even talking about this. I opened the show with it last time. Uh, Riley Curry, Stephen Curry's young daughter. And it's cute. I don't have an issue with Riley being there. 
It makes for a nice story. It makes everyone seem more human. People laugh. Ha ha ha. Uh, I, I don't have an issue with her being there. I don't understand why she is there. And it's it's going to become a story, especially if the Warriors, if this goes to be a long series, if the Warriors win. Like, I have no problem with, you know, that last game, a kid being there. I think all families should be, well, I don't think all families should be. Let me take that back. I have no issue if everyone wants to bring their kid there on that day. Uh, now, Jamel Hill of ESPN Today was on the Sports Reporters. Now, Jamel Hill comes from the First Take University of making up ridiculous uh, you know, takes, hence the name, on sports. And she also worships at the altar of Stephen A. Smith, where race is always interjected into the argument. Now, I have no problem. I find race in sports interesting. I find it sports uh, race and society interesting it's something we don't talk about enough i mentioned this in the podcast where chip kelly was accused of being a racist by the departing LaShawn mccoy now jamel's take on it was that and i've never really thought she was a stupid person i think she really hugged the race angle because that's what she likes she goes with that that's sort of her bread and butter but i never got that stupidity from her now i get the stupidity from skip bayless and stephen a smith they are stupid uh, I don't think they bring a lot to the table. I feel like Jamel Hill can bring stuff to the table. Okay, enough. What is your point, Brian? I'm there. Okay, I, I, I'm i with you. She said that people are upset that Riley Curry is at these post-game conferences because people are afraid to celebrate a black father. I think that's so off-base. I mean, Jamel Hill, like like I said, it, I understand she's in a business of, of taking positions on things. I don't even think half these media people believe, or maybe I should say, I don't think these media people believe half the stuff they say. They just say it so it can get attention, sell papers, ratings, money. I really hope she doesn't believe that. Do, do you think I'm offended by seeing a black father with their child? Does that really bother me? I certainly hope someone doesn't think like Jamel who actually believes that. Yes, in sports, we do have a plethora of people who make babies and move on. But to think that we're, we don't want to... First of all, it's not about celebrating it. Wow, he's a good father. He brought his kid to a press conference. Who knows? Steph Curry could be a shitty father. How do I know that? But I'm not... Here's the more important thing. Riley Curry didn't play in the game. She has nothing to do with the game. Press conferences are for people that have to do with the game. Again, I'm not calling for a mass being like Brian Winterhorse and want to ban kids from the game. But I mean, if anyone's pissed, it's probably like, hey, Riley, what was your take on that play in the third quarter? Did you think so-and-so deserved a technical? It is a child making noise. Now, the problem is Riley Curry, Steph Curry is going to be welcomed into the casual fans living room. Many people know, most people know who LeBron James is. The casual NBA fan, or the not NBA fan at all, even though he's the MVP, doesn't know who Stephen Curry is. He, they're about to. And they're about to meet Riley Curry. Okay, now my mom, my mom, who is far from a sports fan, listen to the podcast, great fan of the podcast, brought up a great point. The only time, which I'm sort of elaborating off of her point, this is my take on it. My mom said, hey, maybe... He's bringing the kid there so he doesn't get the tough questions. 
And I thought about it. I go, you know what? Golden State's hardly lost any games. How many tough questions are they getting? If he starts bringing Riley Curry there, let's say they lose the first two games against Cleveland, or, or, or lose any games, and he brings his daughter there so he doesn't have to answer those questions, that's wrong. I like Steph Curry. I like him. I think he's great for the NBA because he doesn't look like an NBA player. I think he's more relatable to people. He looks like, no offense to people that are seven feet tall, but he looks more like an average human being. What's he, six feet? Looks like a kid? I could still see him at a frat party. But if he brings Riley Curry, his daughter, his lovely daughter, who we all find funny, and it's going to get old, very old, to a game that he loses, I got a problem with that. I'm on record. I got a problem with that. All right, so let's move on because I don't want to be like the rest of the media. Yes, my brethren in the media, in the spotlight. I don't want to talk about Riley Kerr anymore. Good luck. I hope she does great in uh, preschool and all that. Clay Thompson, the other, uh, the, uh, Curry's counterpart in the Splash Brothers, need in the head by Trevor Ariza. Now, I just saw him on the TV at the Oakland Athletics game. He was doing well. He's pounding some nachos. Uh, Steve Kerr, Coach Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors, expects him to be back. And I found it funny how it was pretty obvious he took a major shot to the knee. He was sent back in the locker room. They said he didn't need a concussion test. No shit, really? I think he did. Because when he came back out on the court, he started bleeding from the ear. Now, this is a sport that we really don't... They take concussions seriously, but it doesn't get the spotlight that the NFL does because of a massive lawsuit last year. He didn't even get one. That That's insane to me. And no one even mentioned it. I think Mike Breen said after he saw the blood come, it looks like uh, blood coming out of uh, Clay Thompson's ear. It seems to have re aggravated some sort of cut there. Oh, a cut. Really? How about the fact his brain rattled around? <sighs> his father drove him home and because uh, he had trouble driving. Vomited several times. But he didn't need a concussion test whatsoever. Okay, this heat in this room is starting to get to me. I'm sweating now. It was for the ladies. Imagine me sweating. That's hot, maybe. Uh, the other people in this series that I like, uh, well, for the Warriors that are big, Draymond Green, I like him. He's an energy guy. Uh, he's from the school of I've never committed a foul in my life, which is a very, very has large school in the NBA. The You could punch a guy in the head and they'd still give the absolutely bewildered look to the referee afterwards. And I also like Harrison Barnes. I think he's a guy that could really make a difference. He's another high-energy guy. He's a pest. He's always seemed to be there. It seems like sometimes he's just moving in slow motion. Not Josh Smith's slow motion, but... And he just sort of explodes. He has that explosiveness that you really don't see. Or expect, I should say. That could be big. Now, the Cavs-Hawks series. This podcast may be a long one. Jeez, we're 15 minutes in. I haven't even moved on. Cavs-Hawks. I mean, the Hawks win 60 games this year. They were fake. They were fugazi. They lost some guys injuries they just don't have a go-to guy and people I think that was what drew them a lot of fans flocked to them because they didn't have that go-to guy they didn't they, they were all about the team but in the NBA you need a dominant player you need a score you need a leader to take over to 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 give the ball to at the end of a game and Jeff Teague ain't that guy for me sorry now there's a guy in the Cavs. We all know him, LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron uh, James. I don't even really want to talk about that series because it was a disappointment. I thought the Hawks would put up a little more of a fight, but they didn't. Now, LeBron James, in that game three, he missed the first 10 shots, then scored 37 points, 
18 rebounds, and 13 assists. That is a insane line. That is not just a LeBron at a really good game line. That is a historic line. Now, I could do without the LeBron uh, theatrics. Let's say LeBron was hurt playing in that because he was limping all over the place and the falling on the ground afterwards. I think we as fans appreciate to the max someone playing hurt and I'm I'm a person who dislikes Isaiah Thomas. That game in the finals against the Lakers years ago was all heart. That was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. Check that out. He played with a sprained ankle, and it was like nothing I've ever seen. But LeBron, you can't turn the injury on and off. Some might say he's fighting through the pain. Okay, that's fine. Every game, every game, he says, oh, I'm doing fine. You know, and takes off from the free throw line. I find his theatrics a bit much. But I do want to talk about LeBron James. Well, you're doing that. Congratulations, Brian. LeBron James is... Now, I asked this question to Twitter. Name an athlete that has actually lived up to their early, early hype, like LeBron James has. Now, not every athlete has been chronicled since they were in middle school. But think about LeBron James. As I've mentioned before, I... uh, I, Anything and everything, Michael Jordan, was me. Oh, mighty Thor. Not Syndergaard, I hear, I hear, I hear thunder. Or he's more with the lightning bolts, right? And 400-something foot shots. Uh, what was I talking about? Is that LeBron? He's getting mad at me. I was going to say good things. Jesus. Did you hear? If you don't hear the thunder, then that really wasn't funny at all. But... You know, this guy came into the league with so much hype. He's on a Sports Illustrated. The day he signed a $90 million contract was the day after he graduated high school. I mean, this guy's hype was unbelievable. I even saw him before he played in, in an NBA game, in an exhibition game at Mohegan Sun. He was a large person then. He's even larger now. Take that any way you want. Uh, I could be completely wrong with that. Uh, but has anyone ever reached the hype he has. He was supposed to be the best player. I think Danny Ainge said in that Sports Illustrated article that there are five or six people in the NBA he'd take over him. That's it. An 18-year-old kid. And LeBron has lived up to the hype unbelievably. He's going to his... He is in his fifth straight NBA Finals. And this Cleveland team, without Kevin Love and an injured Kyrie Irving, he's taking a ragtag group. Iman Shumpert's good. J.R. Smith is streaky. Tristan Thompson is emerging. LeBron is king. That guy can do whatever he wants at any time. There, There is... And, and think about the composure LeBron James has had since he's gotten to the league. Think about it. What has he done wrong? He has been the perfect... I, 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 now, he has the cliche answers almost in a Jeterian way. Not as bad as Jeter, because Jeter was beyond boring. But LeBron says all the right things. I can do without the theatrics, like I said... What's the worst thing LeBron has done as he's gotten this league when you have leagues that have rapists, murderers, steroids, cheaters? What's the worst thing LeBron James has done? He held a self-infatuated, inappropriate special for where he was playing the year after. Terrible delivery by me. The decision. That's the worst thing LeBron James has done. And I love to get on LeBron. I do. I I love to say, uh, am I rooting against him? I'm not rooting against him. You have to appreciate greatness. I would like to see the Warriors win. LeBron's seen enough success. I do feel for the Cleveland people, but still. 
that's the worst thing he's done. And people, the people, uh, the the examples people brought up. How about early Tiger that lived up to the hype? Possible. People brought up Sidney Crosby. I don't know much about hockey, so maybe I could be wrong. Some people brought up Andrew Luck, which I didn't find that to be a equivalent, as we didn't hear about Andrew Luck when he was in eighth grade. What did we hear about him? His junior, senior year of college, like we do most stars. And someone said, how about Bryce Harper? Bryce Harper is a work in progress. I mean, he's out of control right now. He could be one of the greatest players ever, but he's still so young. He's 22 years old. we got a lot to do, but LeBron James, I've never seen an athlete live up to the hype like he has. I wanted him to fail. Just like the great audio Mongo said, I agree with him. I wanted him to fail, but he hasn't. And I, I, keeping this in the context of sports, I appreciate how great he is. And it's it's easy to hate. Haters gone hate, just like Mongo's gone Mong. He's great. So this should be a great NBA Finals. Uh, I see. I think I forget the the spread on that. It was relatively small, but I believe the Warriors. There you go, believing again, Brian. The Warriors, why am I going to the MLB app? Uh, the Warriors are favored, albeit small. I think it was two points in the first game. I don't know what the Vegas looks at for the series. Uh, but regardless, let's move on. We're 21 minutes in and I haven't even got past this. All right, so Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau, the Chicago Bulls coach, no shock, was fired earlier this week after a two hundred five years, five years, five years coaching, five playoff appearances, two hundred and fifty-five wins, one hundred and thirty-nine losses, two hundred and ten of those losses, of those wins, excuse me, two hundred and ten of those. Okay, let's go back. Two hundred and ten of those games were without Derrick Rose. Uh Three of the players, supposedly, according to Dan Bernstein, who is a Chicago sports talk guy, uh, host, guy, host, he can be both. Uh, He said three starters trashed Thibodeau in the exit interview. Um, Golden State, five and a half for the uh, first game. Five and a half. And minus 75 money line for the series. So, call your bookie. And stop bitching and moaning about the time that we have to wait. That's a, these things are set in stone way before, okay? So these people whining. Move on. Uh, the team's release was a scathing uh, portrayal. Not portrayal, but a, a scathing... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> a, a scathing uh, just exit letter about what they are used to in Chicago, saying how communication and everything is so important. And... Never said Tom Thibodeau didn't do that, but then ended that long, long you know, letter, State of the Union of how they do things with his dismissal. Uh, I don't know what to say about Tom Thibodeau. I don't, I'm not a player there. Oh, sorry, Tom. Uh, he, successful coach. I think a lot of the old school players look at it and say, these guys are a bunch of pansies because Thibodeau works them into the ground and they are injured. I mean, he's gotten blood from a stone from some of these teams with all the injuries that they've had to go through. Like I said, with the stats on Rose not being there half the time. But I think it's also important to know that for Tom Thibodeau that you have to evolve in this NBA that we are in now. You know why the Spurs have been successful? Successful? 
Greg Popovich knows how to play his players. That's why in some games, he just doesn't play guys. He'll take off half the team, will sit. He knows these guys are older and they need rest. He knows that an 82-game schedule is grueling. Excuse me. It's like the Mike Francesa Diet Coke burp there. Just a coffee burp, though. Uh, what, what, what do they do? What does he do? Now, we already know what they've done. They've hired Fred Hoiberg. That would probably bring a more high-paced offense because watching the Bulls play their brand of half-court offense is a... Uh, it's a bit antiquated almost in this day and age in the NBA. It's boring. It's a struggle. Especially with these guys playing on one leg half the time. I don't know what. I think Tom Thibodeau, he's obviously going to get another chance. If he brings the same style to the... Now, many thought he would be going to the New Orleans Pelicans, but they've hired Alvin Gentry. Maybe Thibodeau will just sit out this year and collect his $9.5 million that the Bulls have to pay him. Going forward, though? I don't know. Oh, and I also... you know, Excuse me. Let's backtrack a little bit. I think the Bulls are in a better... Uh, ugh, do I want to say the Bulls are in a better place now with Fred Hoiberg? We'll see. After a year, we'll know. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hot take, Brian. But Kevin Love, who is we all know is not playing in this NBA Finals. He injured his uh, shoulder in the Celtics series. Now, he could be a possible free agent this year. And many have said, we don't know what he's doing. He has one year left on his contract, but he can opt out on June 30th and become a free agent. There's something about Kevin Love I don't like. I think he is a me player. He's playing with LeBron James. His team is in the Finals. Now, he's probably a little butthurt that he's not there. That that team is in the NBA Finals. And for the majority of the Finals, they did it without him. I'm sure the Cavs can see that as well. They did it without him. Now, there are rumors he may go to Portland or even more so the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if he does that, he's all about himself. He's all about his numbers, not team numbers. He's almost all about everything Kevin Love. Kind of like Dwight Howard is everything Dwight Howard. I just hope... Now, this brings me back to if Kevin Love doesn't get the same shit Dwight Howard does, I'll jump on the the bus with Jamel Hill. You want to throw a racial thing into that? I'll buy that one. Because I think Kevin Love is a self-centered guy. He wanted to be the man. He didn't like the ball rotation in Cleveland. You were the man in Minnesota. You forced a trade. And here you are in a perfect situation. You want to leave? Screw you. Kevin Love. CBS Sports. Okay. So we, we touched on that. Sorry, I just hit the microphone there. We touched on that. We touched on Tom Thibodeau. We're going to touch on the NFL. Prince Shemlu, which we have to be honest, I've never heard of before in my life, before this. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. I don't even know what... I don't even know what position he plays. But he killed his ex-girlfriend's dog. He's charged with felony cruelty to, cruelty to an animal... Uh, can't read my own writing. Felony cruel, cruelty to animals. Yeah. Oh, cut. That's the word. He was also cut. What's with the Falcons and people killing dogs? Is that a thing? Is is that is that Arthur Blank's culture? Please boycott the Falcons now. I'm just kidding. Uh, he hasn't turned himself in yet. I don't know if this is going to be some sort of OJ thing, but uh, I certainly hope not. Actually, oh <laughs> my shit, no, that'd be great. On the freeway, get away from his dog. Well, he killed the dog. It's not his dog. 
Get your facts straight, Brian. And uh, Johnny Manziel today was at a golf tournament and was being harassed by a fan who wanted an, art, uh, an autograph for over an hour. Manziel threw a water bottle at him. And that was the top story on the NFL page in ESPN.com. The NFL is desperately trying to stay in the news right now. The draft is done. Uh, you know, the players are getting accustomed to each other at OTAs. They need news. And it's sad that it has to come to this. Manziel. And Ray Rice is being blackballed, apparently. And that's... No one likes to stick up for a person who involves themselves as, as the aggressor in a domestic violence suit. But... Well, it's not a suit anymore. He's actually... They, they released the charges on him. They They... they Dismiss the charges, actually, he, after he completed whatever program he had to complete. It's... Now, i got to choose my words carefully here because I don't want to be accused of being a Ray Rice or domestic abuse sympathizer. I don't want to be accused of being Stephen A. Smith. But with the hypocrisy in the NFL that people like Greg Hardy can get a second opportunity, Ray Rice doesn't. Now, there is the side. Ray Rice's numbers were declining the last full year he played. They declined like... Big time. Like, big time. And he's also, I don't know the exact age, but I know he's pushing 30 or on the other side of 30. That may be part of it, too. But there's been rumors that there have been three potential deals to sign him this year, and the owners have put the kibosh on that. I think that Ray Rice does deserve another shot. If we're going to give other people... Listen, if you want to ban every domestic abuse person... Go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign out. These guys need to know their responsibilities. It is a privilege, not a right to play in the NFL. But there are plenty of other bad people getting second shots. And Ray Rice, because his incident was the first, he is the poster boy. Fair or unfair, he is the poster boy of the problems in the NFL. That video will be his, that will be, that will be his legacy, whether he likes it or not. Regardless if he gets another job, that will be his legacy. Now, we end the podcast, and this one's a little longer than normal. We're at well, 30-something minutes here. We end the podcast with the great... I actually met Secretariat. ...godfather of sports radio, Mike Francesa, has issued a salvo, so to speak. I, I guess it's kind of a salvo. A subtle salvo, if you will. Uh, that he sees retirement. He sees it. It is no longer in the horizon. It is in his vision. His vision... Right now, he sees it. He even knows the date. He won't tell anyone. But he knows the date. And there was a caller, <laughs> me, uh, and I called Mike because he was dropping the subtle hints. He's, he's like a little kid where I just want to tell you this, but I'm not going to say it straight out. Or he's like a woman where they want things and they don't want to tell you exactly what. They want you to ask. So I was the man in the relationship <laughs> with Mike to Brian and uh, what's up, Brian? Him. Hey, Mike, exactly. how are you? Uh, happy happy Memorial Day to you, you and uh, everyone. What's happening? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I wanted to talk quickly um, about the Rockets. Yeah, go ahead. But the real reason I'm calling is uh, I think I'm calling on behalf of both the millions of people listening and watching at this retirement talk. We know that's not. That's not. You don't have to worry about that today. It's not for today. But go ahead. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. You're dropping a lot of subtle hints, and you're worrying a lot of people. Oh, listen. You have nothing to worry about. You know that really. And it's not delay. And listen, I appreciate anyone would appreciate to hear that. I thank you. For that that's not the point of it uh you know um 
You can't keep us in limbo like this. I, I can't. I can't. I, but I have to right now for uh, obvious reasons. I have to. You know, there's there's issues here. There's issues. And that's and that's. Listen, I would like that's, to say more, but uh, there's issues here right now. Right, there, the there, listeners there, there and the issues. viewers can definitely pick up on that. Yeah, there's issues. I'm going to be honest. There's issues. There's issues. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be honest. Listen, listen. You've never heard this out of me in 30 years. You've never, never. once heard me ever. I've never have been someone who's had a mil- I've never had a, a, a contract dispute, and this is not a contract dispute. There's no there's no money issues here. There's no contract dispute in that way. It's just a. It seems to be more day to day operations. It's, yeah, no, like it's a meeting of the mind. You know, you know. Sometimes you, sometimes you and uh, and your team go in different directions. That's all, and it's just you know that, and you feel that, and you just know that. And uh, we're in that, that we're in different places right now. We're in, we're on different roads, and the two may never meet again. So it's just like that kind of situation. So you know, those things happen in life. I mean, I haven't had a lot of this. Uh, I've never had a dispute with the company in thirty years in any way. I've never had a contract dispute. I've, ne- I mean. I had never even dusted off my contracts for 20 years because they, I had never had any reason to. So uh, I'm not going to tell you things are good. They're not. They're not good. I'm being honest, but I can't I can't be more specific right now. I can't. I'm not going to paint you a picture that things are good because they're not good. They're not good. So, but, we, but, but I have nothing more to say about it right now. Will we experience the 2015 NFL season with you? <sighs> yes. Okay. I'd be surprised if, I, I, you know, I, I would say most likely. How's that? Ugh. Most likely. How's that? I'm worried. I wouldn't say 100%, but I'd say most likely. What else do you want right. to talk about? Now, Mike has a few options. Uh, do I really think he's retiring? No. Uh, I'm going to have to side with New York Daily News columnist who loves to trash Francesa at any moment, Bob Raceman. And there's the post version, Phil Mushnick, who's just sort of a joke. Raceman, less of a joke, but still a joke. Excuse me. Um, I don't think he's retiring. He's pissed off at WFA, and it could be a myriad of reasons. He says it's not about money. But there is an old Francesa quote that he always likes to use that he took from Dick Young, or he quotes Dick Young when he says, when they say it's not about money, it's always about money. I don't think it's about money here. Mike has a contract. He seems like a guy that would throw a major hissy fit, like many do, at the negotiating table. But I don't think he's Darrell Rivas-like where he's not honoring his contract and he wants to get out of it. He's pissed off for two reasons. One, Fox Sports. If you watch or listen to the Mike Francesa show... Fox Sports was supposed to be his sort, his yes, the simulcast of his program, and Fox Sports has... Now, Mike is an arrogant guy, let's, as we know. Mike is his own agent. So he went in there, negotiated, blah, 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 pat himself on the back, stuck his chest out, look at me, I'm in my own agent, I get to keep the 10%. Fox Sports has preempted him with soccer, NASCAR, UFC weigh-ins. Uh, Mike's on, not so much. Mike's off, more so. So he's not happy about that, and he's he's he started off saying I'll, I'll I'll work on it. Then I can't talk about it. Now he basically just doesn't give a shit anymore, and he says how terrible it is, terrible it is, and has sort of in the same sense trashed Fox Sports and uh, WFAN at the same time. And it's also known that it's reported that WFAN 
bigwigs, suits at CBS, and Francesa are not speaking. And the other issue at WFAN is the morning show, the Boomer and Carton program. And they are becoming quite popular. Why? I don't know. I'm not a fan of the show. I find it quite... the the Craig Carton's just too much for me. The guy is very successful at what he does. I know some people find him funny. I can't... I can't take that guy. He's he's he tries way too hard. His shticks are too long, and I don't buy I, I don't buy him. And I get you have to have a persona on the radio. I just I can't take it with him. They have become quite popular. They're now on the CBS. Uh, they're, they're they're simulcast on the CBS Sports Network, and they'd like to take lots of shots at Mike. And it's pretty clear that WFAN is not reprimanding them, and they are allowing that. And Mike. Has never played second fiddle to anyone. Just ask him. He's been doing it a long time. He doesn't like this. And I think the fact that he is not getting his way, he is not being protected by management, has started this uh, rant, daily rant almost, against the powers of peace as they're running the place into the ground. I I, I don't want to live in a world where Boomer and Carton show run WFAN either. So I, I, I do have to... Do I really want to side with Mike, a blowhard who is all about himself? I guess if I have to choose one, it's going to be Francesa over Boomer and Carton. But it's not that sort of, you know, it, you pick, it's is it me or him or, you know, one of us goes. I think this story is going to quiet down a lot because we have the songless summer, the endless summer where Mike goes on vacation, which no other person in any profession is allowed to do this. Maybe teachers, but... Mike just doesn't work. He then comes back, gets calls from people that complain that he doesn't work. He then tells them how hard he works and all is right with the world. So this story will quiet down a little bit. But going forward, who knows? I mean, he did tell us he'll be here for the 2015 football season. Uh, I would not be shocked if Mike is trying to get fired almost Costanza-like. He wants to be let out of that contract. And from what Raceman said, it ain't happening. So I think Mike's going to have to basically just go off and get uglier and uglier and uglier. Now, he is on this Wednesday, and uh, it's a few hours before a Yankee game. So he will whine that he's only there for two hours. He That should be a lot of complaining. That should be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that. I don't know. And a million times he'll tell us how he can't talk about it, then have five to ten minutes why he does talk why, of him not talking about it, but talking about it. It's a France, it's an old Francesa trick. But I don't know if I want to live in that world. A world without Mike. What the hell would I do with my life? I don't know. Scary thought. Scary thought. Remember, you can always listen to the show uh, Red Ticket Blues podcast. At just Red Ticket Blues at redticketblues.com. You can listen on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Uh, what else? YouTube. And remember to subscribe to all those so you don't have to wait. Uh, I will tell you, for the next month or so, you may be getting the podcast on a Monday morning instead of a Tuesday morning due to issues I got going on in my life. You can always follow me at BrianBuck13. So subscribing to the show eliminates the problem of the, the eliminates the idea of, hey, did Brian have a show today? Subscribe. And even if you're nice, well, why don't you be nice and leave a review? It makes the show more noticeable higher up in whatever and what can I say I love all of you I appreciate all of my fans 
everyone who listens to the show, I really do appreciate it. So with all that being said, I hope you enjoyed the show. I will be back. I didn't leave you. I never will. And let's see. Did Stephen Drew get in the game? I saw the Yankees were losing zero. But they were losing. They were losing zero zero. Uh, no, it was it was tied zero zero. And people say they love. Oh, it's over three nothing. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, people say they love pitchers' duels. That's such a bunch of shit. I think people just say that to sound smart or nostalgic. Nobody likes pitchers' duels. They're boring. Uh, where was this going? I was ending the show. Hey, everyone, have a great week. I'll talk to you later. I'm out of here. <laughs>